and what's this week's Devil's Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson, and I'm here talking all things. So for the Devil's joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Parkin recording this before the Catalan Dragons game. So we're not going to be able to review it. We're going to wait for later in the week to do that, Parker. But we've got all the big news that have come out of the club this week, and there's lots to go at. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a busy week, hasn't it? It's I mean, life's never dull being a Salford fan. Let's be <laughs> no. Some sometimes it's a circus, and sometimes you're absolutely you're mind blown by some of the wonderful stuff you hear. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a it's been a fun week. Let's just say that. Yeah, lots to go at. So we'll start with the big news coming out of the club. So, the big news is Tyler Dupree has left. He's gone to Wigan on a four-year contract at Parker. Uh, the club mm. announced it as a club record selling deal, but for an undisclosed fee, which basically kind of doesn't really make sense to me. It's, we've sold him for loads of money, but we're not going to tell you how much he's sold him for. Yeah, there's a lot of cloak and dagger with it, isn't there, a little bit? I understand sometimes the club don't have to tell us everything. I get that. I, I do. But I think a lot of fans I've spoken to are very, very disappointed at the, at the fact that Tyler's gone. It's a case of, always oh, selling our best players again. Are we this? He's our best young player. I mean, to be fair, we haven't got many young players, but it's, it's the same old Salford kind of thing. But I think if the facts came out about how much perhaps we've got and what, what that allows us to do, what, where's, where's this transfer fee going? What are we doing with it? That's, that's, I think that's what the fans are frustrated at now. I think there's a, I've spoken to loads in the last, 24, 48 hours who are, they're livid. They really are. And they understand that the, the Dupree move, Tyler wanted to move weeks, weeks and weeks ago. We were, we are led to believe from what he said that he was told to look for a club, look for a club and then was told he wasn't going anywhere. So then he loses a bit of form. People start having a go. He, we don't want to play for us. Whatever the truth of the matter is, he's gone to Wigan and all the best. I think he's a great talent and I think he'd be a, I think he'd be an international prop for a long time to come. I've got no doubt about that. I think he developed so well at Wigan with the players around him and the, the coaching and everything else they've got to, to offer him. I've got no problem with that. And I've got no problem with a lad. If that's, that's how you advance your career. But I think the fans just want to know now, well, what's next? Where do we go? We, we've released an excellent young talent, someone who had the red turned. I've got no doubt about that. And that's that, that happens. But we need to know what's next. But at this time of the year, we've got the playoff. We're, we're still hoping for the playoffs. And we need bodies. We haven't got bodies. That's mm. the main thing. And we need to replace them. And I know as part of the deal, we, we, we get a player in exchange. But that player in exchange, clearly, and no disrespect to him, but isn't Tyler Dupree. Mm. That's, I've, got, I've got to say that. Tyler's got years ahead of him. So when you weigh it up, we, we probably don't get great out of that. But financially, it probably makes a hell of a lot of sense to a club like ours, which we know struggling all the time for money. It's hand to mouth. But we need to know, well, we don't need to know, but we'd be nice to know how much and what we're going to do with it, how we're going to reinvest that money and what kind of players are we going to bring in to, to boost the squad? Yeah, 35 appearances, eight tries, played for England this year um, against France. I, I, rate, I rated him as a player. Uh, he yeah. was always an eight out of 10 player for me. He had that ability to do something special. Last few weeks, like you say, since all the stories about his head being turned, possibly going to OKR, ended up going to Wigan. His performances for me have been a seven, which I'm not going to moan about because yeah. seven out of ten, he's still yeah. we're still making his tackles, he's still doing his runs, so he didn't throw the towel in for us, which is you know a good thing uh, for me. I do, I, I, he is he is really 
uh, sort of blessing. I think he's he's going to be a top top player, and I think we're going to it will give him that platform playing at a higher level continuously. But people are upset because obviously we've 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 taken the money. And the big thing about not selling our best players and we want to change this mentality of being a selling club and that's that's the thing we do need to shake off. But at the moment, we're still an opportunity club. We're in transition to be a top playoff club. We're not quite there yet. The finances aren't quite there. The, the playing staff is, is small. The squad's quite small in comparison to other teams. So for his decision to go and obviously benefit the club as well with a bit a bit of a pay packet coming in as well and like you said it would be it would be good but then I think he's, he'll have the money Paul mm. King and Paul Rowley and Ian Blees will be sat around a table won't they probably in Spain or whatever now and they'll be having that chat whether they invest in somebody now for our playoff push or do we keep that money aside to go and buy someone in the off season who, who's going to take us that next level and that's the important thing because at the moment like you said we're having we're in this situation where we're in a sort of run of defeats confidence is, is seeping away fans are getting a bit twitchy because like you say we, we, we see what's going on so it's do we need a, a statement signing now to get everyone back on side and think right we're back in the playoff hunt again or do we sort of ride the the storm out get to the end of the season and rebuild the Paul Rowley squad again. It's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Mm. But you could you could sort of keep your money, keep what you've got, and then rebuild at the end of the year. But is that just giving up? Is that us saying we're not getting top six? We don't want top six because I think that with the way that IMG are looking at things now, I think top six for us is is kind of crucial. Mm. I really do. I, I think we we have to be in that mix somewhere, even if we finish sixth and get beat in the first week, and out you go. Mm. I get that. But we have to be in there to show that we are progressing. We're not just a one-season wonder to make the playoffs and then finish outside. Like I mean, we looked at 2019. We go to the, the we got to the grand final. 2020 we got to the cup. The year after was it an awful year, really. We finished near the bottom. Then we get back in the playoffs and then we drop down again. We can't afford to keep doing that because IMG aren't going to look favourably on us. Mm. Uh, and at this time, we need that. The the, the trouble is, I, I think that the main problem we're going to have is who's out there. Who's going to move clubs now to a club that, if you're in the top six, you're probably not going to want to leave a top six club. Hmm. So where do you go? What do you do? And if, if we are going to sign a player from Super League, we're going to have to pay him more than the other club are already paying them. To yeah. get, to them. Or maybe a transfer fee. We can't do any of that. With it. hmm. It's not there. That money's not there. So we're in a catch-22. Do we go back to the championship? I worry that we've got too many players of that ilk. We need a bit of quality. And Tyler Dupree certainly was that. I mean, like you said there, people people have had a go at him. Where, oh, he put he down tools, he did this. Let's not forget, he was in a struggling pack there. Mm. He wasn't mm. the only one in that pack that didn't seem to be doing what we wanted him to do. We went to Wakefield the other week and I probably couldn't pick out a forward I thought it was any good. So let's, let's not just pick on one. They're not all leaving. They're not all just had to down to us. So it's very easy to say one, when a player's gone, we didn't want him anyway. He didn't want to play for us. Every single one of us would have been delighted to keep him, even till the end of the year and let him go then. Hmm. It's th this juncture now where we're basically either going to say, we're going to make a crack at this top six, we're going for it, or we're not. We're going to build for next year. I, I don't think that's fair on the fans who've already bought the season tickets, who are investing, who are planning to, to do whatever for the next... And who have put the money in recently. 
that's not what they were doing it for. They were doing it to secure the club's future. Mm. Uh, and I know it's a long-term thing, but they also want to see success now. And that's that's something that we, we're not going to do if we are still signing our best players. So it is catch three too. And I do feel for us, we do have we have bills to pay and not, not a lot of money coming in. But if you don't put the product on the pitch, people aren't going to turn up. You're not mm. going to get people through the turnstiles. You're not going to sell merchandise. Therefore, you're going to go backwards. And it's it's very tough to find that that balance. And we've, we've never really got it right in, in the history that I've watched us. We've either overstretched ourselves or not stretched ourselves enough. Mm. So mm. where do we go? I don't know. It's very, very, very tough for us. But it's a decision that's been made. We've got to move on now. We've got to go with what we've got. And, and hopefully, we can, we've got enough in us, get a couple of players back to still make that push for the top six. Yeah, it does say, like I said, record transfer fee. I'd look back through the uh, the ages of, of people mm. leaving. Ben Mernabasala went to Warrington for, I think, it was 175. Richie mm. Myler went to Warrington, it says in the Daily Mail in 2008, for 275. So even we have an idea of if, if the Daily Mail's amount is true, that what we could have got for him. Which, like I say, it's, it's a big amount of money, but when your transfer deadline is Monday mm. or Thursday or whenever, all them prices for players go up, don't they? And yeah. will teams want to, well, clubs want to let them players go knowing that a couple of injuries and they're back to the bare bones again. So it's going to be a tough decision to make, but that's Paul Rowell's decision. That's Ian Blee's decision, Paul King's decision. That's what they're there for, to make them big decisions, big calls. And to be fair, they've made the right calls continuously correctly for a good few years it's not like they've, they've they're coming into this cold they if you're looking at a form sort of guide their decisions on players coming in have been spot on so i have confidence that regardless what happens whatever they make the decision will be right for the club yeah i think you made a point there as well i mean go looking at looking at players now at this period the clubs know we'll have a bit of money so they'll probably go well put Put the way put the salary up, or sorry, put the the, the 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 value of the player up. And if you're if you're one of those teams fighting to get in the top six right now, you're not going to sell to your rivals. Mm. That's not going to happen. And then you think, well, maybe those that are probably more secure up there, you, you Catalans, perhaps you Wiggins. Normally, you would say Saints, but they're now in a crisis because they've lost so many forwards that they're not going to have any players to let go. Mm. And you look at the other teams, and Lee, well, they've got a small squad, so they've got nobody to release. Hull Kingston have got injuries and, and so on. Leeds are fighting to get in that top. Where are you going to find these players now to yeah. replace good players? And I'm not talking, you can go and find average players. I'm sure, I'm sure every club's got somebody they'd, they'd let go. I mean, Huddersfield have probably got 700 players on the books at the moment. Whether <laughs> I don't know what our working relationship is there, but, but if they're not getting in the Huddersfield squad, what makes them good enough? to go straight into our squad yeah, now. Yeah. And that's what we've done. We've taken out a key component and not really filled it with anything. Now, mm. I know we're going to talk about what we have done, but is it enough? I'm not sure it is. I think I think we were already short on numbers. We lost Sarge at the start of the year. We let Lannan go. We've now let Dupree go. We know that Longstaff's gone. With the injuries we've got, we're already four players down. We bring one in. We're still minus players yeah. we need bodies as well as good bodies so it's finding a mix but i don't know where we'll find these players from yeah it's going to be you know very interesting to see what happens 
how this plays out, really. Another player that's departed, Ellis Longstaff. He was on loan from Warrington. Nine appearances, two tries. His loan was terminated, and then Warrington sold him to Featherston. I thought it was all right for us, didn't To be fair, I think I read somewhere about, because of his age, Warrington would have needed a fee, which probably complicated the situation. But Featherston have provided him with a fee, so happy days for him. He continues to be able to play rugby league. Featherston get a new player. We lose one, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think Ellis was given a chance. I mm. really don't. I don't. I don't say he was the be all and end all. And I know if you speak to Hull fans from last season, they absolutely adored him. Mm. I think he got their Young Player of the Year or something. They wanted him back, even though he was only on loan with them. He he's got a lot of talent, and I do think he'll be back in Super League. I really do, whether it's with Fev or whether it's back with another club. I'm surprised the likes of Wakey or, or Cass or whatever I haven't had a look at him because he's a, he is a talent. He played versatile, back row centre. I think he's played half back in his time. I find it. I find the whole situation very, very strange why we signed him in the first place. Yeah. We weren't going to use him. And he's just been in and out of the squad and, and never, like you say, well, he's played nine games or something. And we've been, at times, we've had no players. Mm. And we still don't put him in. It's like, did Paul Rowley want him or was he signed for him? If you know I mean, was somebody else saying, oh, we've got a player here. And Paul Rowley's gone, that's not the player I want. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, he doesn't fit in what Rowley wants. Mm. The head coach is the main man for me. What he wants, he, he gets as much as he can, obviously. I mean, he'll obviously want Cleary and people like that and that's not happening. But if he, he needs a player for that position, we've got to fill it. So I feel for him, Ellis. I think I really do. I think he's been. I think he was okay. Had his good moments, but again, it's another body out of the club. Yeah. Another body gone. Now he's at. He was on loan for the year. I don't you say at the end of the year maybe we would have had to buy him or what? I don't know. But if he's only on loan, well, you just let him go. At the end of the year, why, why would you let him go now? Why would we stop paying his wages now? Is there a? Is it? Is it the financial side of it that we're not hearing? Is that why he's gone? Because it seems. It seems a very strange one. We're going over to France this week with possibly 19 players. Well, he'd have been in the squad. But yeah. we let him go. At the same time, we've let another player go. It doesn't make any logical sense to me when we've kept him all year and could have let him go halfway through the season. But we've let him go now. And like you said, the deadline's coming up. We've got to scramble around and find players. Odd. Very, very odd. But I whistle that all the best. I've, I've got nothing. He did his job. He did what he was asked of him. And I'm sure, like I say, I'm sure one day he'll be back in Super League anyway. Yeah. Positive news, though, Parker. We have brought someone in, Brad Singleton, from Wigan. Uh, prop forward, 30-year-old, six foot two, 17 stone. Used to play for Leeds, Irish international. I like the look of him when he played for Wigan. He's, he, was a, he was a big unit, carried strong in the tackle. I think he'll add certain grit and power and aggressive ugliness in a forward to our pack. I think the aggressive side's a bit of a worry. With our discipline, I don't think it's a great thing. Listen, Brad had a great start to his career and was at Leeds. He looked like he was going to be something. I mm. think it's. I think injuries have taken a toll a little bit at his time at Wigan. I know it's someone that, that Rolls knows, doesn't he? I think he had, did he have him at Toronto? I took yeah. him to Toronto when it all went wrong. And he has had talent. And I've got no doubt that he could hopefully find it again. He, he is no straight replacement for Tyler Dupree. Let's, let's not cover up any... Mm. Sort of practice with that, that's not going to work, but hopefully, we can get a Greg Burke out of him. Yeah, we got Greg Burke, and everyone went, Why have you signed Greg Burke? And what a player he was for us! Brilliant, Greg, a man I've, I've got nothing but respect for. So, hopefully, 
And, and Brad might see this as last chance. He's been around who after Salford now. If he doesn't work here, where does he see his career? What's he going to do? Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the kickstart that he's going to need. Paul Rowley gets his hands on him. We know what he can do with... He can, he can certainly polish certain things. He's great at that, Paul Rowley. He gets the best out of players. I think he makes them feel good about themselves and makes them want to go and play rugby. And that's, that's perhaps what he needs. Maybe some players just need love as well. And maybe that's what he needs. Now, I, I don't know, but we needed a player in him. He was ours next year, I believe, anyway. Mm. So I'm not sure how it works with a transfer deal because he was on a free. But he's obviously part of this deal. We needed a body. We've got him. Shame he's not in the squad this week. Yeah. Opportunity club. We've given him an opportunity. Wigan have, have said he's surplus to requirements. And we've gone, come and prove that you are still one of the best forwards in the league with us. Like you said, Tyler Derpre is Tyler Derpre. Brad Singleton is Brad Singleton. He's not a direct swap. We're not going to be sat there comparing, thinking, oh, well, Tyler would have done that, that differently because he's a different kind of player for me. But we need big forwards. We need aggressive forwards down that middle. And he's going to do that for me. I really do. I don't, I don't expect him to be a ball playing forward or anything like that. I just expect him to be aggressive and take his tackles in, take his drives in and be the best front row we've got because obviously you've got a competition you've got the likes of King V Jack Armand he he has a chance to be the top dog in that in that little battle certainly he's, like I say, he's got the experience and he's been at he's been at Leeds he's been at Wigan he knows he knows the culture he knows how to make to be a top pro you don't stick around at clubs like that if you're not and I think we needed we, we definitely needed a big body in there obviously, I mean Tyler going, going the other way and if we can get players fit he will be be useful to have in terms of the rotation that he'll offer us that we haven't currently we, we haven't got at all. So and I wish him all the best. I'm not I'm not trying to pour scorn on him or anything like that. I, I don't know. I've not seen enough of him in terms of I've never seen him in a Salford shirt. Hmm. And it's what he does in that that counts. What he's done before or what he hasn't done before, it's irrelevant now. He's he's a Salford player. And like I say he's only thirty. I mean I think a lot of people have got this impression that he's mid thirties and going he's younger than most of our players, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you think Jack Ormond in his thirties, and King V's late twenties now, isn't he? Alex Gerrard probably up that way. But you forget that the half forwards aren't young. Man. I mean, Callum Watkins isn't a young man. He's still brilliant. So he'll have that experience. He'll have the knowledge. He's been at good clubs. Hopefully, he can bring that to, to training every day, hmm. and then get him on the park. And who knows? Like I say, he might see this as his last his last big chance, and we might get the best of him. A lot of players do that at the back end of the career. They have a bit of a a bit of a, a sort of renaissance, if you like. I mean, key ones for me, with, I was thinking about them the other day, something came up on Twitter about 96, 97, we Dad's Army tag yeah. we got, and we had Paul Farber and David Hume and, and John Cartwright, Sinefi Marlowe, Cliff Eccles. I don't remember any of them letting us down. Nope. They were all great players and really good players for us. So, and they were at the back end of the career. It doesn't mean you're over or anything like that. So, I think Bradley's got to take his chance now and hopefully Paul Rowley and Kurt Agatti can, can turn him into the prop that we need. Mm. Talking about transfer transfers, Parker, deadline day is the 3rd of August. We've lost two, brought one in. Do you see? Do you think the club will do any more business before the 3rd of August? I hope so. Yeah. I think we have to. I think I said last year at a point to, to my brother several times and, and other people, and I may have said it on air, but when we were going through a struggle mid-season last year, I said, it, it basically, it, I kept saying, we need to bring bodies in and people saying, can we afford to? And the, the point was, can't not afford to. 
Because mm. if we don't, this was last season, we were on a slide, I think we lost seven or eight games on a bounce. Before we had that amazing run to the end of the year, we could easily finish in the bottom, whatever. Mm. We brought in Tyler Dupree, strangely enough. Part of that run, when Tyler signed, yeah. he went on the roll. We need bodies, definitely. And I think we need them now. If we want to be in the top six, mm. we have to put, get bodies out there. Because we don't know, we know Shane Wright's out for the year. We don't know about Cal. We're going to get other injuries from now to the end of the season. I think we definitely need to boost our pack, whether it's one or two more players. I think we just need, just to secure us, um, even if the loans for the end of the year, if we can get any of them. But I think we have to, but we've got to have a look around and see who's available. That's that's the tricky part, as we've mentioned before, that yeah. at this time of the season, players aren't going to be around, really, and the good ones really aren't. So it depends who's available. Yeah, late actions in the transfer market can be great, can be quite gammy, has to be said. The great ones, Jackson Hastings, Joey Lussick, came in when we were staring down the barrel and helped us get to a to a over like whatever eighteen more period, got to a grand final. We've not just them, but that process kicked off the yeah. the run. But then on the flip side, Jack Little John and Mamo <laughs> sorry, right, roll your eyes. They came in, didn't quite work had, out for them. Um, Neither did it work out for the team as well. So it's a difficult decision. Paul Rowley, Paul King, Ian, please, I've got to make that decision. If the person's coming in, will that person be an improvement on, on what we've got? Because no, I don't see the point in bringing people in just as as like, yeah, they're just, we're just bringing them in as a body to make sure that we've got enough players to play. It needs to be somebody who is good enough. Don't forget, we've got reserves now. So it's not like we haven't got anybody. They could come in the odd game and, and fill in. Paul Rowley's talked about that. He talked to Stuart Wilkinson about how they're developing. Might be an opportunity for them down the line in the next few weeks. But it will be interesting to see sort of what happens and, and how they their actions will highlight the direction of this season, where our club's going. Yeah. I mean, didn't we bring in, was it Mateo or someone like that as well? Or whatever his name yeah. is. getting from Fair Play on in the season. And thinking, we were like, what? What have we done that for? And we've had a few like that. It does work well both ways. And bringing in Jacko was obviously an absolute masterstroke at the time. And if we can do that with with a couple of players, I mean, I'm not expecting that. You know what I mean, but somebody <laughs> who can have an influence—that's what we need. Somebody yeah, yeah. who's going to, like you've just said, going to add to the squad. And I, I think Paul King will be listening to this now and and, and banging his head on the wall, thinking, "Do you think we're dummies? I, I, I we're not teaching you how to suck eggs. Here. We know you." you the club are going to be trying to do this if they possibly can. But the question for me is, who's out there and are they good enough to add to our squad? Mm-hmm. But we need bodies as well. So it's it's finding that line of somebody who's just going to do the work. I mean, Ben Halliwell's a, a perfect example of, he came in last year, did a couple of weeks on loan. And I thought he was good then. And I think since he's been in the team, I think he's been brilliant. I really do. What a workhorse. I mean, defence and attack, and he gives you everything he's got. He's never going to be that man it's going to lead us to the next level. But if you don't have them players in your team, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm. So it's finding players like that that fit straight in, straight away, and are good enough to make our first team stronger. Mm. And I don't know, I, I, I personally don't know who's out there. There must be some in somebody's academy or reserves, but who have we got? Yeah. Obviously, like I said, transfer deadline, 3rd of December. On the Love Rugby League website, there is a list of out-of-contract players for next season for each club, which we possibly may be dabbling, contacting the clubs to say, 
can we have somebody maybe? So I'm going to I'm going to go through and park it, and we'll have a little bit of a chat and see if in an ideal world, with this excess money that we've got in the back pocket, we were going to get someone for now, or we're going to get in the end of the season, uh, beginning of next season. Okay, so Catalan, I've got Tyrone May and Michael Pierce. That, that we, we, we're not getting either. I think no. May is off to Lee, I believe. Okay. He's a very good player and Pierce is, is an excellent player, but I'm not saying they're not players we need. They're not key positions that we need to strengthen unless mm. we lose anybody, as in a Brodie Croft or a Mark Sneed or a Chris Atkins. So at the moment, no to them. I mean, I'd love, to, yeah, you'd love to, fantasy rugby league, isn't it? but it doesn't work like that. So no, it's not where we would target the money. I don't yeah. Think. So we'll be drinking pina coladas rather than negotiating in the South of France yeah, this week. That's fine. Uddersfield, Jack Ashworth, Leroy Cudjo, Chris McQueen, Nathan Mason, Jermaine McGillery, George Roby, Owen Trout. Chris McQueen, is that the second row? Mm-hmm. I'd have that. He's good. I'd have him if, 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 obviously, probably I don't think Uddersfield let him go like now because they're in a pair playoff. They're in a bit of a push, aren't they? Trying to get back up the league, but... Yes, maybe some people in there. I think Ashworth. I think he's a he's a decent player. I, I'm I'm quite a fan. Uh, and Owen Trout, I've, I, I think he's a tremendous player. I don't understand what what Ian Watson's thinking by not having him snapped up. But I'm led to believe that he's having Lee or, or Warrington or somewhere. He's, he's already got a destination lined up. Mm. So that's a bit of a worry. Chris McQueen, superb, but by next year he's another year older. Mm. He's already mid thirties. He, he's I, I get a bit worried great player don't get me wrong and he scores a hat full of tries he's a real danger but if we can get Shane Wright fit and keep hold of him for another year we've got Carl Watkins we've got back rowers has never been no. it, be, it is at the moment but mm. for some reason but we got Stone and and people like that but if we had the luxury then yeah I mean I think he's an overseas player we have got room we know we have I mean, we, we never replaced Elijah Taylor and that's another problem but yeah, I think Ashworth for me would be someone I'd certainly look at. He's a big, big unit. Okay, so let's go. Hull FC, Brad Dwyer, Jude Ferreira, Danny Outen, Joe Lavuda, Ben Magdamara, Jamie Shaw, Scott Taylor, Adam Swift, Andre Savelio, Mitili, Budicani Pani, Connor Wine. So for me, Scott Taylor might be might be good for twelve months. Possibly, I know he's on the. I know he won our podcast player of the year. I think he won our first ever podcast player of the year. Paul King, bring him home. I think, I think Scott's sadly past his best. <laughs> I really do. I, I like Scott. And when he was with us that year, I mean, knowing that he was only on loan and he knew that he was, he had his club fixed up. Mm. He could have, he could have just gone through the motions, and he didn't like you say he was player of the year. He was brilliant and a real entertainer and a nice fella as well. I don't you ever see him on social media? And yeah, he's yeah. A, a great character, but I don't think that's if we bring him in to the end of this season to fill a gap, then yeah. But I don't think he's not the future and it's not quite where we want to go. I think there's a lot of players there that are, are on the on the on the, the edge now. I mean Connor Wynn's a great a great player for me. Well a, a really good player, but again, back not where we need him. Lubadua is a, is a decent player. I'm just trying to think really. The, the, the first one you mentioned or the second one. Dwyer. Now, Dwyer's off to Warrington again, I think, or something, is it? To replace Jude Clark? Ferreira. Ferreira. No, no, not him. No. Danny Out and Joe Lavuda. Ben no. Magnamara. Thinking ben Andres Mag- Sevilio, but he's a well, second I mean, row, isn't he? Yeah. 
his old man played for us. Mm. We keep that we keep that going, don't we? The Hansons and the, everybody else that we've had that, that have followed in the, the father's footsteps. But yeah, again, back row, but still of a decent-ish age. I think mm. he's still got a bit to prove. But he has had injuries and a few other issues. But maybe, maybe he could be a possibility, I think. Yeah. Hokiar, Lewis Johnson, Jimmy, Kinehorst, Connor Moore, Danny O'Cole, uh, Ethan Ryan, Greg Richards, Sam Wood. Kinehorst, maybe? He's okay. I, I don't think he's any better than what we have currently. I believe that Ethan Ryan's quite a good player. But mm. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good, solid player. Don't yeah. get me wrong, he's a good pro. Very much in the way of a Costello or a, even a Cross, that kind of player. He doesn't sort of uproot trees in many ways, but he doesn't let you down. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. But I just think perhaps our three quarters aren't maybe the issue that we, at the moment, yeah. we don't know, I don't know who's staying and who's going, but that we need to strengthen. It's definitely that pack. Yeah. Leeds, Blake Austin, James Bentley, James Donaldson, James, David, is it Futsu? Adam, uh, Caesar, Zane, Teravano, Liam, Tyndall. Well, I think. Donaldson, is he a forward? Donaldson. James yeah, Donaldson. Not, not, not a bad player. Bentley, I'll, if he could sort his discipline out, I'd have him all day. Mm. But he can't. It's a problem he's got, and that's why he gets moved on. There's a few good ones there. I think Tetevano, another big unit. Mm. But he, could, he could do a job for us. Surprised he's not been given a contract, really. Blake Austin, obviously not. He's. We, I don't know what's going on there, but... That's a, a bit of an odd one. Caesar as well. No, he's going back home, isn't he? He's going to Wests. Um, there's a few decent ones there. I think Tyndall's off to Hull. He's a good player, a really good outside back, but I think he's already snapped. Oh, you know, rumours are that he, that he is, but I tell you, have a look at Tetavano. Lee is Danny Jacob Jones, Tom Nisbet, Ben Nakambuai, Kay O'Donnell. Ben Reynolds, Aaron Smith, Nathan Wilde, Joe Wardle, and Latchin Lamb. Well, Joe Wardle, Ben Nakambuai, both forwards. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a bit. I don't think. I don't think Ben's perhaps. I don't know. I don't think he's he's the right man for us. He's been here, and we. He's not. He's not awful, but again, I'm not sure what he's looking looking for. Wardle's quite. A, a, Good talented player. A bit surprised about that. And Lamb obviously has been has been tremendous for him this year. But I think if he goes anywhere other than Lee, it'll be a top team here or or back to the NRL. So <laughs> not only that's happening. But yeah, maybe may, maybe a ward one. He could he could do a job somewhere on the line, depending on his ways demands. Again, a bit surprised Lee haven't snapped him up yet. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's a possibility, definitely. Okay. Sellens, Lewis Baxter, Mackenzie Buckley, Matty Foster, Daniel Hill, Will Boate, Louis McCarthy Scarlsbrook, Dan Norman, James Pembleton, James Roby's retiring, Sam Royal, Juma Sambo, and Jake Wing Jake Wingfield. Well, Royal, I've only seen him a couple of times, but he looks really good. A really mm. good kid. Again, he played he played on Sky a few weeks back and he was absolutely awesome. Saints had players missing and he was he was tremendous. Dan Norman, well, we know about Dan. Yeah. On loan a couple of years ago, and he was he's a good player. And again, a massive unit. And young, he could he could be the new Dupree, if you like. 
I'd love to see him here. I know he's been at Lee on loan and he was at Swinton as well this year. So perhaps if his future's not at Saints, then then yeah. Wingfield, I'm not seeing enough of him. I've seen bits and he's always seemed okay, but mm. I'm not I'm not I can't say I've seen enough of him. But Royal, I think he's got real potential. Mm. Um Wakefield, David Fajita, Renouf, Antone, Eddie Batty, Josh Bolden, Harry Bowles, uh, Lee Kershaw, Lewis Murphy, Kevin Proctor, Dane Widrow. I liked, I like Eddie, Eddie Batty. Me, I think he's a good, a good forward. Me, there's there's names there, but like I say, Wakefield are fighting for their lives, aren't they? So, would they want to give us a give us a player away? That's the question. Yeah, I don't think we'll get one off him now, but maybe at the end of the year. Kershaw's okay. He's a, mm. he's a deep lad. Um, I mean, Harry Bowles, he'd be great for the kids, wouldn't he? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Made myself laugh then. A bit, a bit, a bit. Uh, yeah, there's nobody really at Wakefield I, I, I see as taking us on, I mean, to, to another level. I think that, I think Wakefield are bottom of the league for a reason. I don't think their players are quite good enough. And I'm not sure it's the kind of thing we want bringing into our club at the moment, unfortunately. Mm. Warrington, Daryl Clark, Ellis Longstaff, Peter Matautia and Greg Minikin. I think Clark's gone to St. Tanny. Mm-hmm. Ellis Longstaff's gone to Featherstone. Peter Matautia, has he gone somewhere? I can't, I'm sure I've seen a video of him. Mm. I don't know. I mean, good player, Matautia. Mm. He's solid. That's that's not bad. Who was the other one? Sorry, who was the last one? Minikin. Greg Minikin. Well, it's not really worked for him at Warrington since he moved, has he? But I think he's a decent player. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's the player we need. No. Yeah. But yeah, he's not a bad player. I'm surprised at that. Very surprised. Uh, and last one, Wigan. Cade Cust, Mike Cooper, Willie Isar, Patrick Mango, Raymond Silva, Ian Thornley. No. Mm, we'll no, leave that. I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. Mago, Mago makes meters, but he's he's ten minutes here and there. He's a bit of a paleocena, if you like. And again, in this modern game, I don't think he's quite there for him. So, I think that proves the the problem we've got and the problem that Paul Rowley and Bleasy are going to have. That even looking at the players out of contract, that you might think, well, the clubs that know they're out of contract coming to an end, we can let them shift. There's not that much there, mm. and that's a, that's a big big worry for us, I think. But there are a couple, like say Dan Norman, I'd love to see sort of come in and mm. and that Royal from Saints. I think them two would be two two good young lads to put to the pack, and they've still got years in front of them. So and people will disagree. We all see different things in players, don't we? But I, I I'd have a crack at them too. Yeah, Patrick may go, or might not go. We'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> not as good as yours, but we're trying. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so will we? We will be waiting with bated breath uh, up to the third of this third of August to see if anyone comes in to 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 bolster the the squad. Obviously, the championship. There's like you said, there's players in their opportunity club. They want to see if they can test themselves at, at full time level. So there could be opportunity there. But like you said, these championship teams are, are pushing to get into Super League, aren't they? So are to compete. So are they willing to get rid of the best, lose the best players for a for a fee? Yeah, it's, that's that's. The, the problem we've got now it is that point in the season where begs what you have you hold don't you if you can it's, it is going to be difficult I don't know I don't know enough about the championship I haven't seen it this year at all I don't think I think, I think I've seen part of the game with Swinton and 
and Toulouse. And I thought, oh, Toulouse might be interesting to look at, but Sprint and beat them that day. And I think Toulouse were awful. Mm. So I've not seen anything good, but I know Paul Rowley was there that day, strangely enough. So mm. I've no idea, but there are, there are good players knocking about. And if you're in the championship, you're obviously going to want that chance at full-time rugby. You want to make that step. Unless, unless you, your current job is what you want to do for the rest of your life and rugby is something you just do for, for extra. But yeah, I think that's probably more likely where we'll end up mm. going to find players. And I, yeah, it's a tough one. It really is. And I don't know. I, I, don't want, I wouldn't want to be in Bleasy's shoes right now, trying to, trying to scratch around finding players. So is it a case of, like we said earlier, do we hold what we have? Hope to get a couple of players back and use that money at the end of the year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Other news, Parker, read on in the MEN website, the council are trying to buy the stadium. Uh, at the moment, I think it's a 50-50 share between the Peel and the council. They want to do it to secure the future of the club and the stadium after paying something like, what was it, 25 million quid to build it or something like that. So when all the sofa taxpayer money that went into it, it makes sense for the council to own it. Yeah, I, I, I got the feeling when I read this. I've read all this before. I'm sure it's all new. Yeah. I, thought, I thought we'd already been through this and that there's a big outcry by the council, but they've agreed to do it anyway and we're going forward with it. I thought that was all agreed. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a shame we can't buy it ourselves. <laughs> that would be the... That'd be the, 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 the cherry. I'm going to put a euro on tomorrow, so you never know. I might, yeah, I yeah. might buy it by the weekend. So I'll give all the fans that are coming back from France something to cheer about. No, look, obviously, we need to, we need to know where we're going to play. We need to be secure. We need to... And find revenue streams from that stadium. That's got to work for us as well as the city. As a tax Salford council taxpayer, I've got to be thinking, and others will do, that they have spent that money on that stadium. What is it doing? Is it losing money? If it's losing money, why is it losing money? When other council services are neglected or can't afford to, got the amount of potholes in our street, you can play golf easily and it's brilliant. It's bonkers. I feel because the money's not there. So people are asked questions. However, it is the right thing to do. It is for the. It's not just it, people just see it as Salford Stadium. It isn't. It's it's for the community to use and the amount of stuff. I, I go on about it all the time. I know we we all do about what the foundation do at the club. They don't really have a base. They have a base at Eccles College. They should be based at that stadium. They should be given a space there. That should be the focal point of everything we do. If we ever get a museum, it should be there. If we get a shop, it should be there. Listen. And this is all things that we hopefully can start to negotiate further with the council. Because the council, and Paul Dennett, who, the mayor, who's been, he's been great to us, really, I think, from what I, what I believe. He wants the best for us as well. So it, he'll, he'll be open to negotiating. It's not his decision. So it's council members and the people we elect. So let's not forget that, just in case it all does go wrong. <laughs> Remember who your councillors are. But I think it, it can only be a great thing for us. Peel Holdings have no interest in us, have no interest in that stadium. They have interest in land, lots mm. of land, and they that's and making money. Uh, and they, so they've got no interest in any of that. So hopefully the stadium can be taken over by the council, and then maybe the council can go out and look out for a sponsor to put money back into the stadium, and then we reap the rewards. Oh, the, the council do. And then they, they can reinvest in, in structure around the stadium, in transport links. We, we've said... God knows how many times he's one bus in, one bus out. Yeah. Currently, the club are running, or somebody's running it from the Trafford Centre. Maybe we could expand on that with extra revenue from the stadium. It's definitely something that's got to happen for us. And I think once it's done and dusted and out of the way, we can move on and we know we've got a secure base for the future. IMG, again, will look at it and go, yeah, OK. They know what they're doing. They know where they're going. They're not 
Wakefield, trying to build one stand at a time, and it might take 40 years. They're not Castleford, who've been promising a new stadium for 40 years and gone mm-hmm. nowhere. Anyone who's trying to get into the Super League, look at this, look at what we've got to offer, to what they've got. It's Hopefully, it'll get settled very, very soon, and we can start making a bit of money out of it. Yeah. When uh, Parky starts talking about Salford Council, you see the big white eyes come out, don't you? How is that, how is that bin collection going? Is it if they come this week or not? Yes, got empty. Both my bins got empty. Today. Oh, that's good. It's happened with everything's gone smoothly in about three months. And now <laughs> I hate doing it. I feel like the proper old man in the street having to go telling kids they can't play outside my house or whatever. But it, it just annoys me. I only ask simple things out of the council. Yes, I don't yeah. ask for much. And my council taxes, I, I can have my bins emptied. Yeah. So, look, I don't want to have a dig at the council. I'm not. They've been great to solve for rugby league club for a long time. When, and and the development of Salford as a city is... I drove through it again today, coming back from Manchester, from, from uh, Manchester Royal. And you come back through Salford, you see the change, and you think, this didn't look like this five years ago. Never mind mm. 10, 15, 20 years ago. You get down the keys, you see that. So I'm not having to dig at the council, believe me. No matter what your political views are, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just just putting you on alert that if if we don't get something good out of this stadium, just just remember next time you vote, that's all. Yeah. Just make sure, if you're writing, if you listen to this Salford Council, make sure Parker's bin is emptied. Keeps <laughs> him sweet. That's basically the, the up and down of it. Yeah, that's it. That's so, it. other news, Parker. Our four replica, kit, replica kits are still available to purchase. All very good. All yeah. available. Good price. Uh, revenue stream for the club. Win-win for everyone. Yeah, again, we suffer because we don't have a shop, don't we? Mm. I mean, it'd be fantastic because I think we shift a lot more at the at the ground on a match day. I mean, especially the last few weeks, the Wigan, yeah, the Wigan leads, what league game, the amount of faces that have turned up that I've not seen for years or, mm. or new people. And then you get there and you go, I can't buy anything. Mm. Well, that's, that's, that's a struggle. And that's, I'm not having to dig at the club. We know where the situation is. And we're using third parties, people to sell your gear and so on through the website. It's not ideal. People don't want to pay six quid for a delivery fee on top of what you've already bought. So, that's, that's an issue, but yeah, I, the shirts have been brilliant this year. Really good. I mean, somebody pointed out, I think we've only worn the white one once. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we want, obviously, we wore the, the centenary shirt, which is, let's be honest, an absolute classic, isn't yeah. it? it? I wouldn't mind that staying as an away shirt forever now, but that's up to the club. The home shirt is brilliant. And like I said, the away shirt, superb. And Magic Weekend's been and gone. It's a bit, it's a bit difficult, but if that's your flavour, then, then fine. But yeah, get out there and buy them if you haven't already got them. I've, I've got I've got 50% of them this year. Mm. I don't think that's a bad effort. Yeah, VX3, pulling out blinders, shirt yeah. after shirt after shirt. Yeah. So let's hope that continues into next season. Other news, Sofra Devils Foundation Summer Camp takes place in August, Tuesdays and Thursdays, £10 a day, 8th of August, I think it's the 15th of August, 22nd of August, Parker. Obviously, opportunity if you have kids to, to, to send them out and let them have fun. Obviously, six weeks is a long time in it with the summer holidays. So to get your kids active and uh, have activities for them to go to is is always key. Yeah, well, I know the the, the, the one they did recently with my, my nephew went to and he, he kind of stopped playing rugby a little bit for, for, well, for 12 months. And he'd been concentrating on his football a bit and he went and he loved it and they had a final game last week down at Folly Lane brilliant it was great great games to watch it was superb some real talent coming through by the way a bit of young local kids 
And they weren't all locally from all the, all the places that have come down on the go, but we get all the few of them for the future. It's, it's going to be very exciting. But he loved it. And straight away now, he wants to go back and play rugby league again. Mm. So it's giving him that. And you don't know, these kids out there have never played rugby league. Who wants to get to play it and get to enjoy it? We'll carry on with that. And we need that in, in the game anyway. But yeah, another great thing. I mean, the, the foundation and the, what they do, the development team is is brilliant and let's be honest they've got six weeks the kids yeah. you're going to get bored of them and they're going to get bored of you get them out there go and get running about in a field go and play some rugby go and see <laughs> hopefully, they, hopefully the club get first some of the first team is down to have a look just just show the faces that sort of thing but i think what the club do away from that what what we see week to week is is brilliant and really need shouting about a bit more so that'd, that'd be that'd be good yeah is, yeah is there a, Age range on that? Uh, I didn't write it down, Parky, but I can find out for you and let you next week. That's not a problem. They're talking about the foundation. The 150-year anniversary film was last week at Benutton College. You went. Um, how was it? Brilliant. Mm. Emotional. A little bit emotional. I'll say that. Watching some of the old clips of the Willows and and old players and listening to what people had to say about it on, on the video was... And the fans, the passion of the fans, certain faces that we all recognise... <laughs> Giving their opinions, it was it, it was brilliant. It was. It was a couple of times where I got a little bit. Yeah, there was a lump in my throat. I'll say that. Some great memories. And then afterwards, we had uh, Andy Gregory, Martin Burkett, Paul Sullen, and Shane Hansen answering a few questions. And again, they were great. We asked them about the time at the club and things like that. And they, they were only too too happy to to join in. But yeah, again, that man, that's why I said that's come through the foundation doing that. John Blackburn, Neil Blackburn, this team. It, it was a, it was brilliant. It really was on a horrible night. Didn't, didn't stop raining all night last Saturday. But we people came out, we had a, we had a chat and a laugh, and then we sat through it and there was a few giggles. But when you when you watch it back, honestly, uh, the emotion was was something else. And I think I think John Blackburn is actually looking at maybe reproducing it so you can probably buy a copy or yeah. whatever. I don't, maybe we're just getting in touch with John about that. I mean, don't bombard the man. He's, he's got enough to do. <laughs> but... Maybe send him an email or whatever. Drop drop the club a line and just see. Because I'd certainly take a copy of that. It was mm. it was as good as, if not better, than the Willows memories. It was it was excellent. So yeah, just a shame about the night. Really, I think it held a few people off. There was still a fairly decent turnout, but I think it deserved a lot more. Yeah. So just keep your eyes on on the opportunity of, of getting a copy via DVD. I'm sure the foundation or the club will let us know when that happens. Talking about the summer camps, just going back, found found out park. It, it's for ages eight to twelve. So right. your kids between the age of eight and twelve, opportunity to go into the summer camps. If you want to do that, contact Sam Bardsley at SalfordCC.ac.uk, and he will he will sort out for you. Sad news has reached us, Parker, uh, that a former player, Dean, is it Ray Strick? Passed away uh, recently. Our thoughts with his friends and family at this time. Uh, but a former player passes on. Yeah, championship winner. And came in from, from Keithley in 74, 75. Won a, won a championship. Played in the, the Premiership final against the Saints at Station Road. And a great a great team. You had to be a decent player to be in that team. I think that, that speaks volumes about the man. Didn't stay forever. I'm led to believe it was a more of a transportation issue at the time. He lived over in Yorkshire, coming over training, that mm. sort of thing. A bit of a bit of a mare, and he left us. I think he went on to to Bradford or, or somewhere like that. But uh, 
Yeah, very sad. And, it, and when when you think about it, I mean, he's playing for us in, in the mid to late 70s. It's, for some people, it might seem forever ago, but it really isn't. So he obviously wasn't a, an old man or anything like that. And we've just got to remember these guys might not be around forever. So let's we, we should hear our worship them a little bit more than we actually do, I think. And I know next, the, the Saints game's a chance for us to do that. There's going to be some big names and big faces there that mm. I hate thinking this way, but we may never see some of them again. We don't know the gaps in between these lads being able to come to the club. So what I will say is when this does happen, get to the ground early. Get to When they have their lap of honour, please show them your love and, and everything because some of these guys have given everything for our club and made it what, what, what it is. And some of the guys from the 70s and 60s, we are all getting older. So let's let's, let's give them the, the right sort of reception that they deserve, I think. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, such a shame. Uh, I'm sure he'd have been invited down this week. And, and I know, just, just to let everybody know, that Paul King mentioned the other night that every ex-player is, is, is allowed to have two tickets to any game they want. So if you know an ex-player who you think feels left out or doesn't be, feel remembered by the club or something like that, please let them know and tell them to just get in touch with the club and they'll they'll sort them out, come down and have a day out on the club. Yeah, that's like I say, that's should be just basics, shouldn't it, really? Like I say, it's they've put a service in for the club, haven't they? For how many years they've played, put the bodies on the line. It's great that the club look after them, even when they've left into retirement and provide tickets for them and stuff yeah. like that to to show how much it, how much they, they're worth to the club. Because I think we talk about our history, don't we, and how rich it is. And, you know, players are part of that, aren't they? The characters, the stories that they have and the stories that we've seen them play out. So it's it's great. Obviously, I think it's fantastic what the club are doing regarding that. Yeah, I think I think next next week against Saints, the hundred and fiftieth. I think the plan is to have at least one hundred and fifty ex players. Okay, doing doing a, a lap of honour or whatever. That's that's a lot of players. Let's not <laughs> you know, let's not beat around the bush. So that'd be great to see, wouldn't it? Some of the old faces and characters. You'll you'll, you'll laugh. I don't know if I'm allowed to sort of say. A couple of the names that have been mentioned, so I probably shouldn't. I might have to leave that for the club to do. Yeah, but big, big names in the world of Salford Rugby League Club who may have travelled a fair distance to be with us that day. So, yeah, I'll leave the club to do that. I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, hmm. uh, but it's really exciting, and I can't wait to see them. Yeah, super exciting. Another exciting thing, Parker is one of our uh, great Gus, Rizman, Gus Rizman, uh is part of a statue. In uh, Cardiff Bay, him, Billy Boston, Clive Sullivan, um, all three of them stood in, in uh, next to each other in a statue, celebrating. Is it Welsh Rugby League? Um, I think obviously all legends of the game, uh, and it's great that obviously he's been recognised. Uh, look, I mean, I, 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 something I bang on about a lot. I don't. We just mentioned about players not being remembered. I mean, Gus Risman is potentially the greatest player we've ever had. And I, I say that with, with the David Watkins of this world and the James Lomasses and people like that. But Gus Risman, I think he, he, he sort of, he's above rugby league. Not only what he did with us, what he did with Wakefield. He played for Great Britain. He, he was a, an absolute superstar um, of his day in that way. And he's got a statue there in, in South Wales, now in Cardiff. He's got one at Wembley. I mean, how much more does this man need to be remembered? The only thing is, he, he's remembered in Salford by a very small street. I don't think it's enough. Mm. I think we need to do something about that. I think the stadium needs to do something about that. And remember the likes of him. We see it at Old Trafford there with the, the Trinity that they've got with Law Best and, and Charlton. We could easily do the same thing. And not, not financially, but with grants and so on, perhaps. Yeah. And I think Gus needs to be 
needs to be remembered as a real superstar of rugby league like he is. He's in the Hall of Fame of rugby league. Like I say, he's outside Wembley Stadium. He's now in Cardiff, which isn't rugby league hotbed, and being remembered by them. So I think everybody needs to get behind it and um, hopefully one day we can see that come to fruition. Mm. I think stadium-wise, because obviously we share our tenancy with, with Sale, if we mm. were going to have a statue with Grubbs Risman looking mighty on the on the forecourt of the of the Salford City Stadium, they'd probably have to have another figure stood next to him and probably Jace Robertson maybe. I don't know, I'm not a massive Sale fan. I wouldn't know who their who their greats are, but I'm sure they'll find they'll probably find someone to create a statue of. Possibly Bill Beaumont when he's a sale player. But at the same point, yeah, but they can do their own. They yeah. can have their own the opposite corner in the stadium or on the approach or wherever they want. But I think we need to remember I don't think Rugby League's very good at, at doing that at times. Or or sometimes it's too good at remembering the old days and, and not, not really progressing. But yeah, I'd like to see something like that outside the stadium, but a low mass Brisbane, Watkins, stats. I mean, come on, what more do we need? We have got a great history. Financially, that's the problem, obviously. But no, great, great to see Gus remembered again. And by the Welsh public and Welsh Rugby League, which, as I've said probably seven million times on this podcast, we probably wouldn't be who we are without Welsh rugby players. The, the 1934 Lady Arbour Rouge team mm. was, I think, was it seven or eight of that team were all Welsh? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's massive. And we've we've always benefited since the 70s was the same. Watkins, Richards, Dixon, people like that. So, yeah, it's good to, good to have him remembered. And uh, well done to the, the Welsh Rugby League for all that. Yeah. Final bit of news. A person who has been recognised and, and been given the job as Vice Rugby League President for 2024 is one of our uh, local Rugby League broadcasters, Trevor Hunt. Does a great job on on BBC Radio Manchester. Really nice bloke as well. He's approachable. He'll he'll talk to you. He'll give you tips. He is probably one of my favourites. Really, when it when it comes to people to to bounce ideas off. So for him to be the vice president of the RFL from 2024 is a fantastic thing for him and the game and the local rugby league community. Yeah, very knowledgeable as well. He, he knows his stuff. He's a big he's a big rugby league man, isn't he? He's just he, he's died in the wall kind of. Rugby league, and yeah, like you say, I, the, the times I've I've spoke to him, I found him just nothing but pleasant. He's got plenty of time for you, him and Jack. To be fair, a pair of them and together, they're, they're a quality double act. Let's not. And they they defend the faith. They're really good for Salford. Even neither of my Salford lads, Oldham and Lee, isn't it? But mm. they, they they back Salford. They speak highly of the club. Yeah, no, it's yeah, that's fantastic news for him. I really am glad, and I think he's got to watch his back. So I think Mr. Paul Whiteside's after his job. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think he better watch his back because he's got other things to keep his eye on now. But, yeah. Uh, no, brilliant. Great, great news for him and absolutely delighted for Trev. Yeah. Paul Whiteside and Louise Fellman in double act. That's the yeah. next That's yeah. the next 10 years side. <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations, uh, Trevor, on, on that. And uh, we'll have you on in, in the next uh, couple of weeks or months to tell us all about it. So that's this pop-up podcast. We'll, we'll look back at the Catalan game in a couple of days' time and look at all the big news that have come out of the club since uh, this podcast come out. Another great show, Parker. And yeah. Big thanks for for all the donations via the Kofi. You know, without it, it's just two lads and a laptop tonight. So your donations helps us provide, you know, purchase programmes to help us edit the podcast and uh, continue to provide uh, the quality podcast that you enjoy today. Yeah, again, can't thank him enough. Like you say, I think you mentioned on the, the other podcast, we nearly lost 100,000 last week. <laughs> 
know, but, <laughs> tell you what. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so no, but th- thanks for listening. I know you, you, you won't all agree with what I say or what Rob says or what Paul says at times, and you might be shouting at your, 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 your earphones or whatever, but at the same point, we've all got opinions, but it's it's just nice that we can share ours and we've got this platform to, to speak to everyone. And then hopefully we, we, every now and then we let something you didn't know. And that's that's always nice, whether it's out of the club or something else. But no, I mean, just I can't make people enough for listening. It's it's brilliant. The amount of times you see people come up to you at the, the, the ground and say, I'll listen to the podcast. It's really, I mean, that's, it take, It shocks me. I know it shocks Paul and probably shocks yourself, Rob, that people will take the time out to even say yeah. that. It could be secret listeners and not say anything. It knocks my socks off and I feel feel very very proud to be associated with it yeah it's it's amazing obviously like you say the way it's grown over the last sort of seven years and the interaction with our listeners and both the club and the players engaging with us and, and allowing us to chat to them and it's just a really good thing and being a part of people's lives like you say going to work or, or going to bed and listening to us in bed or, or just walking around the house or whatever just listening to us it's like you say it blows my mind really but yeah, I can't thank you enough for, for, for tuning in every week and listening to us three talk calls, all things Sulphur Devils. So that's the end of this week's podcast. Big thanks for tuning in. I'm Bro Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil and Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon.